what's happening? Welcome to the L Street Journal Podcast Special Edition, where we're ranking the top 10 albums of 2020. Are you ready? And so when we're talking about the top albums of the year, you know, typically you go through these lists and, and every time I'm reading them, it's like, what, what got them on this list? It's just top 50. Here we go. Here's a little blurb. And, you know, I'm all, like, how did this happen? Is this some obscure thing they're trying to promote? And and put on the list to look cool or, or what's going on. So with this list, we're really trying to break out and show what what got this here, you know? So I, there's four key categories that we're talking about with these albums. And this helps understand what got it here so you know, okay, at least I might disagree with this, but all right, sure. There's some, uh, there's some actual rankings there so you know what's happening. So the first thing that goes into a top 10 album is what I call forward thinkingness. Now that's, that's really like... That's just like, is this ahead of its game? You know, is this ahead of its time? And we're going to look back and say, okay, wow, that's where music was going. Or that's where that scene was headed. Or, you know, people just almost don't appreciate it yet. So that's number one. Two is no skips. I mean, if we're talking about an album, it's got to be a whole pack of tracks that are that are legit. So no skips, meaning... You know, you're going to put this on and you're not going to skip over a bunch of songs that are, you know, your favorite single or this or that. So that's number two. Number three, we got replayability. So it's great. You can put out an album, no skips. It's it's ahead of its time. But if you can't listen to it a bunch, I don't know. That's That doesn't really belong on the top ten list to me. So this is an album that you're, you're listening to nonstop. You're putting it on again and again and again. And the last one, number four, is classicness. Is that a word? I don't know, but I'm putting it on here as a word. Classicness. So that means it's a classic. I don't know. How do you define classic? I'm not really sure what the dictionary definition is. Same with classicness, but it just means it's a classic. It's amazing. Like you will remember this album and want to listen to it for a long time. All right, with that out of the way, let's get to our albums. Coming in at number 10. The first spot here, we got Gang from Hetty One and Fred Again. Now, I mean, we have to start and, and mention the UK rap scene, you know, with this list. Because, in my opinion, it's pulling ahead of America. Even though we, we started the game over here, the UK, they're, 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 they're uh, on another level right now. In America, we're talking mumbling and it's all melodies. And if you like lyrics, you gotta really search to find some of these people. Yeah, they're out there for sure. People are, are dropping some legit lyrics, but it's harder to find. In the UK, though, they are on top. This year, 2020, was really about me experiencing a lot of the UK rap scene. And if, my favorite was Gang from Hetty One and Fred again. And honestly, this was a mixtape. I think it just like went under the radar. Nobody put this on their list. But Fred again, is you'll be hearing about him soon. This guy produces tracks that are from sound clips, like from a iPhone song or iPhone message or like a YouTube clip somewhere and he turns them into beats. I mean, this is next level stuff. And you're combining one of the best UK rappers right now on this thing. And it's just got this like lyrical trip through London, this like awesome, moody, yet interesting, upbeat vibe, you know, and it's short, eight tracks. It's a great one. Check it out. I think this is one of those diamond in the roughs off this off this list that people just didn't find out about. And, and I'm not really sure how it how it slipped through the cracks, but it did. I mean, l let me let me get a listen to one of these one of these tracks right now just to get my mind right. We're talking told. This is one of my favorite tracks. Opening opening track for me. Let me get a feel for it. 
just instant head bobber. Another top track to attack, Know Me, solid. And then there's this track, Judge Me. It's like an interlude with FKA Twigs. It's like almost not even rap. I don't even know what it is. It's amazing. It just adds to the vibe. So that's gang. Check that one out. Number nine, we got What Kind of Music from Tom Mish and Yousef Days. We're staying with the UK here because the UK is where it's at for music. Now, this one is like, I don't even know, it's like pop, jazz, cool vibes. It's like actual shredding, legit guitar music. It's like just so fresh to hear this. And I mean, it's just like the second I heard this thing, non-stop, all the way through, just like feeling good vibes. I mean, I just haven't heard anything like this. I don't really know what to describe it as. It's, it's a legit. Check this one out from Tom Mish. Yousef Days, Top Tracks, Last 100, Knight Rider, they got Freddie Gibbs on this track, Spitting spitting Rhymes, Tidal Wave, I mean, these are like really great ones. So what kind of music at number nine? Number eight, we got Look for the Good from Jason Mraz. I didn't see this one on almost any other list as well. And I don't know what happened, how this one fell through, but Jason Mraz, I mean, all you, you, you know, Mr. AZ, Started off kind of rapping with his guitar and, and you know, he's got that singer-songwriter vibe, but he did an entire reggae album. And this isn't just like, okay, let me do some Jamaican, you know, uh, reggae kind of riffs where I'm just running through, singing these tr classic tracks, you know, doing some covers. I mean, these are like original versions. It's pop. It's really, really legit. So I would definitely... Put this one on, I'll just go outside, put this on. There's no skips. You're just listening to the whole thing through. Such a legit, chill vibe. I mean, you cannot have a bad time when you're putting on this album. That's probably why I called it Look For The Good. I mean, this thing is just non-stop, damn chill. That's how I would describe this. Take The Music, awesome track, My Kind, check that out, and then DJ FF, Jason, that one is really cool as well. And at number seven, we got Pedals for Armor from Haley Williams. I know most of you know Haley from the Paramore days, right? I mean, she's one of the most badass lead singers in rock and roll music. And now she stepped out and did like, you know, her own solo record. And typically you got the solo record. It's like, all right, we, we get it. It's fine. But I mean, this is, this is on some next level solo music and definitely belongs in, in one of the top albums of the year, in, in my opinion. So, you know, this album, I try to feel like, what, what does this feel like? And it's kind of like such a 2020 vibe in a way because it's like you're in quarantine, you're just alone, you're depressed, you're anxious about all the scariness in the world. And then you come outside and you're like pumped to finally like sit at a restaurant again or like go on a hike or something. And like, that's like the feeling of this album, I feel like. And it's just this uh, really upbeat, fun vibe she produces on it. Her uh, tiny desk was amazing where they played a lot of these tracks. And uh, if you've seen some of the acoustic versions they do, phenomenal. I mean, this is just a, a great album. Uh, dead Horse, definitely. Beat it like a dead horse. Uh, check that one out. Sudden Desire and Single Simmer was solid. And next we got King's Disease. I mean, I gotta start off this one with, with, with getting my head bobbing on this. Like, we, we gotta. This track, Car 85. I mean, seriously. I mean, when you're putting on Car 85, this is like you're cruising in New York City, windows are down, it's actually, you know, great weather, and you're just like, 
hand out the window like this, you know? Just looking at the city. This is the track. It doesn't say New York City. No one's going to be bumping it like Empire State of Mind out their window all the time. But this is just New York City in this album. I mean, this was just such a great pack of tracks the whole way through. I feel like the beats... You know, there's very, there's just no skips on this. It feels classic from Nas. I mean, you know, he's obviously had some great classic hip-hop tracks in his career, but it's just so amazing to see him come out so late in his career with this album that just, like, once again, did not get that much recognition in terms of, like, all this buzz about it. He got nominated for a Grammy, and I'm excited about that. He deserved that for this one, but... It's just the lyrics all the way through, you know? This is kind of what's going on. Everything right now in pop rap is like, you know, mumbling and all this stuff. And, and then Nas just comes out like, look, guys, we're talking lyrics here. And he just spits it the whole time. So this one for me, one of his best albums by far. I mean, this thing is just amazing. Like I said, Car 85, Blue Benz, just bumping. And then there's the song, Till the War is Won, and I heard it, and it was like, it just had this saxophone, and you're like, man, that like just like hits you, and you're just like feeling like, what is that from? And then I was searching, searching, and I realized it's from a Beale Street Could Talk, phenomenal, moving film. I mean, this thing was so good, and throughout it, it just had this saxophone beat in there, and you're like, it just like sticks with you. The whole movie, it's like, I just remembered that sax. And Nas just uses that throughout this track so well. I mean, it's like, it's just, oh, it's just so moody and, and it fits. And I mean, definitely listen to that track and, and, and feel the vibe. All right, and next, number five, we got Dinner Party, Dessert from Dinner Party. So this album was originally, you know, the first thing that came out, we got basically the Avengers coming together, okay? This is, we got Robert Glasper, Terrence Martin, and Ninth Wonder. I mean, we got the beats, we got the drums, we got the bass, we got everything coming together like a super group, the Avengers of jazz, pop, you know, you name it. And the first dinner party that came out, it was like amazing. Put it on at a dinner party, background. It's just such a cool vibe. So different, I mean, it's like jazz, but it's just like, you can listen to it on more of a, I don't even know, like, uh, in the, not just the background, they call it dinner party, but this is like the main course, main event, thing that you're listening to, you know? And that was cool, and I liked it. And then they decided, you know, we're going to take this to another level. We're going to make it pretty much more approachable by the most amount of people. And they had Snoop narrated. I mean, come on, why, who wouldn't want Snoop to narrate your dinner party? And then they bring in some of the best lyricists right now. These are, they went and got the rappers who are rapping lyrics, not mumbling. I mean, you got Rhapsody on here, Corday. I mean, some of these songs are phenomenal. Love You, Freeze Tag, From My Heart and My Soul. I mean, this this is another one of those pretty under the radar. I feel like it got some buzz, but this one, I mean, really is, is legit. Dinner Party, The Avengers came together. Number four, RTJ4 from The Legendary Run The Jewels. Now, I mean, I said my favorite thing to speak about this is where, you know, for this album, I saw a guy, he was running, doing an album review. And I actually feel like that's the best way to describe this album. I mean, you pretty much have to be moving. Like, 
if you're trying to sit down while listening to this album, I mean, you're done. Like, that's it. You, you're, you need to go somewhere, work out, uh, you know, get outside, do something, hit up a protest, which is basically when they dropped this. You know, like, this, this was kind of like, they're kind of the... Rage Against the Machine 2, where it's like their music is political, it's about moving, it's about a movement, speaking your voice, getting shit done, and uh, this dropped it right at that time this year, where they were kind of the uh, the soundtrack for the movement of what was what was going on this year, and it couldn't have come at a perfect time. They released music for free and just put it out there for the people. You know, they make money and touring other things, but they just give it to the world, and uh, this album was bumping the whole way through they were straight up robbed on a grammy for this i mean how do you not give this album a grammy i mean come on they're uh, you got to give the rap album you know category credit they were all legit but they were robbed on this i mean just with de la rocha on the freaking chorus you got pharrell too yankee and the brave walking in the snow just the prescience and just uh, just ability to write lyrics two years ago that are so relevant today. I mean, Killer Mike is like next level uh, on this record. So you don't know about it somehow, RTJ4, put that thing on. It is forward thinking. There's no skips. Has a classic feel. Replay, nonstop. You can listen to that thing every time you're working out. Put that on. All right, brings us to the top three. Any of these could have been arguably, probably, you know, the number one. But right now we got Twice as Tall from Burna Boy. And I mean, I'm going to put this one on right right now, just, just to start this off. Because this this will give me a feel. I'm listening to Bank on it right now. And I mean, this is this is the vibe. Twice as Tall, Burna Boy. You know, he's been a rising star, you know, in Africa and the UK. You know, you you know about him. He's made some great tracks, Stormzy, and I mean, he's he's been on the scene, but this album really is what brought him, you know, to the mainstream and solidified him as this global star, right? I mean, what other way you're going to do that by getting Diddy to narrate and talk shit on your whole album? That's basically what he did. And there's just this part where Diddy's like it's on it's on this track real life where he's like you know, the music you're making is, music is life, you know, and what you're making is real life. And, and I mean, when you listen to it, it just hits you. It's like music is life, you know, it narrates your life. You think about music and you think about what you did during that time or how you felt or it can change your mood or lift your mood or whatever. And that Diddy line, I mean, just that's the whole album. You know, music is real life and it's just, it's got this Afro pop, but it's relatable to people. I mean, this whole thing just has a great vibe and I think the forward thinkingness of this one this is where music is going I mean he's so far ahead but most people kind of know this is where it's going but you know he solidified it in this so bank on it classic you know this is a track to to listen to real life alarm clock I mean great one now number two from my boy logic and he's just one of the uh, he's just probably is one of the most underrated rappers and i consistently feel the the phrase like you shouldn't judge a book by its cover because that has to be what people are doing with logic because you listen to his lyrics he spends so much time putting things together this meaning that like five levels deep you're inceptioning on his lyrics you listen to him give interviews about this album i mean there's there's this line where he goes i 
I turn a profit with ease, diacritical lifestyle. I'm always overseas. Dude, I mean, sheesh, listen, the levels he's going here is like absolutely ridiculous. And I mean, the second I heard this album, like he announced he's retiring, which is such a bummer, but it's like, dude, he went out on top with this. It's like, all right, you guys are going to, you know, make fun of me online and, and do this and hate. Well, how about I drop a classic freaking record and then just go out? I mean, the beats with no ID on the production. I mean, this this album is by far, it's my favorite of his albums and uh, best rap album of the year, in my opinion, was absolutely robbed on a Grammy. I mean, this, this album, No Pressure From Logic, is, it's a classic rap album. He's got such great lyrics. Dude, there's this song, Man I Is, my favorite song of the year, and you listen to it and I was like, where's that beat from? Where's that beat from? And I remembered it's from Too Deep From The Intro, literally one of my other favorite songs from J. Cole. And to turn a song that's like so recognizable from Friday Night Lights into something that's so different and then add an outcast sample on top of that and redo the saxophone at like a different pace, I mean, it's crazy. So Man I Is, my favorite song of the year came off this album. Dark Place, I mean, just how he's able to just take you to his world and, and spit these lyrics and then dad bod, you know, it's just, it's funny. People are not usually rapping about going to Target to pick up diapers for their kid and making it a cool track, you know? So this one, absolutely an amazing album. This could have been number one easily, but you know, I think that the next album just all, overall somehow topped it. That brings us to number one. Hame, Women in Music, Part 3, even though it's ranked number one. So, I mean, this, for this album, I think w what I was thinking about before this came out is like one of those things where you have one of your favorite artists and the scariest thing is when you know they've had a lot of good albums coming up and then they're coming out with a new one and you're like so worried because you're like, damn, I don't want them to come out with a shitty record because then they're going to tour that record and I still like them and I want to see them but I don't want to really go see a concert where all they play is that not as good music that you don't like as much. So I was worried about this one. And then, dude, they came out and literally dropped their best album and a classic record. I mean, this is like, this is the, the one of these, of all these albums that is going to be remembered as a classic, in my opinion. They got nominated for a Grammy and it should be album of the year. I mean, this thing... It's just got this Southern California, but not so focused on Southern California. You can listen to it anywhere. Just like this feel-good vibe. And it's not like feel-good Hame that they have a lot of other good songs where you got a couple on there. It's like this actual, like, you get to understand who they are and what they're writing about. And uh, this, like, deep introspective lyrics. And you get to feel who they are as a band, you know, their sisters and what they're all about. This one, without a doubt, no skips constantly replaying this forward thinking just in terms of you got guitars and the drums and you're kind of mixing in the synthesizer and different sounds and then at the end of the day this is a classic this is literally a classic record i mean seriously album of the year 3 a.m i mean that song i saw them perform it i think it was like a halloween version of it or something but it was so rad live los angeles i mean there's this line that's something about like New York City is the greatest city in the world, but it was not my home. And that's how you feel sometimes when you go there. You know it's a great city, but 
you know, Los Angeles is your home, even though you have these things you don't like about it. And uh, she just captures that in a song. Gasoline, amazing, amazing track. So check those out. I mean, if somehow you didn't hear about that album, put it on nonstop, okay? That's it. That's it. Top 10 albums of the year. See you later.